Turn to Luke chapter 19. We're going to read about Jesus entering the city of Jerusalem. We're going to talk about peace today. I got in my car having packed up tons of stuff for the cookout today. My, my Pacifica is packed to the ceiling. I turn the key in the ignition. Geek, 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 geek. Battery dead. So I back the traverse up to, to the car and open the hoods, get the battery going, and, and one of my children comes out, and I say, hey, I'm jumping this car. Don't mess around with any of this. And I go back to working, and then I, I see one of my children jumping on the, 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 the cables that you have connecting the two cars. I, if, I had a, if I could have had a bazooka, I, would have, I, would have, might, I might have blown something up. Then I got in the car, and I began to drive. The car got jumped. And I have these bins, and as I'm driving, the children's bin for High Point Kids completely tips over with laptop, charger cords, and an entire open bag of candy all over the car. And I'm coming today to preach about having peace in your life. And it was everything I could do not to cuss on the way to church this morning. <laughs> Confession time. That's how I felt. <laughs> and by the time I got here, I said, Jesus, thank you. <sighs> thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to not just pray about peace. We're getting to actually live this out. Jesus, thank you for peace. That's far more than kisses Hershey kisses spilling all over the floor of my car or kids jumping on jumper cables or cars that have dead batteries. A lot of us need peace, don't we? I've said this before and I will say it again. If I could bottle peace and sell it, I would be the richest man alive. Think about it for a second. What would you do to have peace that never left? If you didn't have Jesus, if you'd never heard the gospel, if you, even some of you who have heard haven't actually appropriated the peace that Jesus gives you, what would you do to actually have peace? You would pay anything. You would do anything. You would go anywhere. I'd be the richest man on the planet if I could bottle this little thing and sell it. But I can't, thank God. And Jesus gives it freely. Let's read, shall we? Luke chapter 19. <clears throat> After Jesus had said this, there's a little bit of, of conversation. We're not going to be talking about what he had just said. Um, he went on ahead, going up to the city of Jerusalem. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. 
Those who were sent ahead went ahead and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why aren't you untying this colt? And they replied, The Lord needs it. No questions asked, apparently, at that point. And so before we even get into the, the, the remainder of this text, we see Jesus doing something that is extraordinary. He's entering Jerusalem. It's Passover week, meaning it's seven days until Jesus would be crucified. He's going into Jerusalem, as is all of the Jewish nation, to celebrate the Passover. Those who could make the trip and could make the journey, they're going. This is the, this is the Mecca. It is the Super Bowl. If there's ever a moment where you are proud to be a Jew, it's right now. It's your time. And you get to celebrate what God has done for you. The special relationship that your people have with God, the God of heaven and the God of earth. How he set you free from bondage. How he rescued you from the slavery of Egypt. And you celebrate the Passover together. And you celebrate the sacrifice that is being made for your sins. And you do it once a year. And this is the week that you do it. And so Jesus, for the first time, he is entering Jerusalem, but he's allowing something to be done that he has not allowed to be done yet. He's allowing himself to be publicly declared the king. And he does so in an interesting fashion because he does it on the foal of a donkey, the colt of a donkey. And if you remember from the text, Jesus specifies, find a donkey, find a colt that has never been ridden. And if you've ever been around and tried to ride on a horse or a donkey that has never been saddled before, good luck. It's not a pretty sight. If you think a donkey is this, you know, passive little animal that just didn't care that someone would be riding on it, think again. Jesus specifically asked for a donkey that had spirit, that had muster, that had fight, that had never been broken. And he sits upon that animal and begins to ride it into the city of Jerusalem. And that animal with all of its fight and all of its muster and all of its spirit offered zero protest. And the reason it didn't is because Jesus was the perfect demonstration of peace. That even an animal in its wild fighting nature had nothing to protest. And Jesus begins to enter the city of Jerusalem. And they brought the colt to Jesus, verse 35. They threw their cloaks on the colt and they put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles that they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. 
Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. If you had only known what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. It's a powerful picture, church. Jesus doing what kings do, riding in to the city. Only Jesus isn't riding in on a war horse as was the common picture of a conquering king. Jesus was riding in on the foal of a donkey in the picture-perfect demonstration as the prince of peace. And the disciples and the crowds who had seen his many miracles, who had been following him, who have been blessed tremendously by him, whose lives have been changed by him. They are literally, they're watching him and they're taking their their very cloaks off and they're putting it on top of the donkey for Jesus to ride upon. And they're laying them out upon the ground that the very feet of this donkey wouldn't touch the dirt. And they're taking whatever tools they have or their muscles and they're breaking branches off of the trees and they're waving them. Hosanna. Hosanna, glory to God. Hosanna means that Jesus saves. And so we see our Jesus, the precious one, being recognized for the first time publicly for who he rightfully is. He is the son of God. He is the prince of God. Of peace. And while he is adorned with Hosanna and adorned with praise and adorned with tears of rejoicing, it would only be a matter of days before he is adorned with a crown of thorns. And he is doing what is necessary for you and I to truly have peace. He's dying for our sins. I love this question that he asks, and it's a question that you and I must ask ourselves. If you had only known what would bring you peace. And the question is, do you know what brings you peace? Do you? Just sit on it for just a second, church. Do you truly know What brings you peace? Pay no attention to the sound behind the curtain. Because most of us spend the gist of our time praying for raises and money. Understandable that we would need more income. There's nothing wrong with that prayer. But you know what I find interesting? 
is that every time I find myself getting and receiving more income, you know where I find myself praying still six months later and a year later? Oh, God, I need more. Oh, God, I need a raise. Oh, God, I need a promotion. And and hear me, because there's nothing wrong with praying for either of those things. But what you must and I must understand is those things will never be all satisfying. Oh, God, I need to be married. I need this relationship, oh, Lord. And if I just was there And if I just knew what I was supposed to do with my job and the purpose for my life, if I only had perfect clarity over that, I would finally have peace. But you know what I find people, including myself, continuing to pray about even after things have been shown and revealed and given? God, help me in my marriage. Help me. God, I need peace with my parenting. I need you, Lord, here. God, there's unrest, there's anxiety, there's fear, there's, there's all of these things. And the very thing that I thought would bring calm to the storm, and yet now I have a different kind of storm. And God, I finally have purpose, but, but good grief. God, I'm stressed out about the very thing that you've called me to do. And can I actually do it? And have you, have, you, have you given me the capacity and the ability? And oh God, I need your peace. And so Jesus looks upon this great city of Jerusalem. And he begins to cry begins to weep, it becomes emotional. It says, if you had only known what would really give you peace. Because all those other things are good and great. But they will never have the capacity to give you that thing which you truly desire. Peace in your soul. And here Jesus is entering the city of Jerusalem. And if you didn't know this, allow me to get technical for a second. Because in our English language, we've spelled Jerusalem, J-E-R-U-S-A-L-E-M. Yeru, which means to see. And Salem, which is our way of saying shalom. And so Jerusalem is the city where people are to see the peace of God. And Jesus is entering on a coal as the prince of peace. And on the other side of the city, at some point during this week, there is another ruler who is entering the city. Because if you know anything about the customs of the time, Passover feast, that week was fraught with riots because of the tension between Rome and the Jews. And so the emperor or Pilate would enter on the other side of the city and they would do so on a war horse 
to demonstrate what kind of strength and power the empire has. And there would be a host of roughly 100 soldiers that would be marching with sword and spear and helmet in place. And you can only imagine as a Jew watching the scene unfold. On one side of the city, you have Jesus, the Prince of Peace, entering as the perfect demonstration of who he truly is. And on the other side, you have a demonstration of strength and might and power. And you can imagine the sound of troops marching and the sun glinting off of shields and armor. A mighty steed that's housing you know, the emperor. This is how a king enters the city, but not our king. He entered as the Prince of Peace. So my question to you today is do you know Jesus like that? See, many of us try to accomplish creating our own peace. We do it in the manner of the conquering ruler on the war horse that is going to force its way and force peace into its circumstances. And somehow we think that if we can simply calm things on the outside, that it will calm things on the inside. And you know what never happens? storm never is quelled. But Jesus enters once again on this foal and he's showing us a picture and he's crying in front of the city and there are those who are praising his name and they're worshiping with palm fronds and saying, Hosanna, glory to the king, glory to one in the highest. And Jesus says, if you would only know what would truly give you peace. They were right in front of him and they still were missing it. Having the right president won't give you peace. Having the right political governance won't give you peace. Having Rome thrown out from Jerusalem wouldn't give you peace. Having more money won't give you peace. Being married won't give you peace. The only peace that will really satisfy is Jesus Christ dying for your sin and changing you from the inside out. And now, rather than praying for God to always be calming these storms and every day and every week and every month, now you have peace on the inside. And the same spirit of Christ that raised him from the dead, it lives inside of you. And now you, with the peace of Jesus Christ, you are the one who gets to step right into your storm and bring peace to it.
Jesus gives us peace of peace with God because of the forgiveness of sins. He gives us peace in our mind. Through an unhindered relationship with him. He gives us peace with men by teaching us how to love others. He gives us peace. John 14, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. I want you to hear this as we close this morning. Our Prince of Peace on Palm Sunday demonstrates the kind of person, the kind of gentleness, the kind of humility, the true strength, the true power, the true grace that he is. And in just a few short days, this very prince, with all humility, would be nailed to a cross with no protest with no fight, with no lightning bolts being called down to strike his offenders. In perfect peace, he would go to the cross. And in perfect peace, he would be raised. And we will celebrate that moment and we will celebrate it loudly on Easter Sunday. But even as you begin to prepare your heart and your mind today, Jesus is offering you this peace. We're celebrating his resurrection, but I have a surprise for you. It already happened. And when Jesus stepped back into the scene, he looked at his disciples, he looked at his followers, and he said, I've got something for you. And I'm not giving it to you the way the world gives things to you. I'm giving you my peace. And because I'm giving you my peace, your heart never needs to be troubled. And you don't ever need to be afraid. My peace I give you. And it will change you forever from the inside to the outside. Father, be with us today as we celebrate Palm Sunday, as we celebrate your, the very Son of God, your Son, riding into Jerusalem, grieving over how people were missing you. And God, I pray this morning that you would help us not to miss you. God, that we would be people who see the peace of God, that experience the peace of God, that know the peace of God. God, that we would know peace in our minds, that we would know peace in our hearts, that we would know your peace in our relationships. God, that we would know the peace that transcends all understanding and guards our heart and mind. just feel like I need to pray for you specifically, church. I know we have a cookout in just a, 
a few moments. So just, I think there's a tender moment here, even as we're preparing for Easter week. Or some of you just need to have a moment where you turn and you take your focus off of all these other things that maybe you've been chasing or giving too much time to or too much energy to. And you need to anchor your heart on the one who can truly satisfy and on the one who can truly give everlasting life and on the one who can truly bring you peace. If you're sitting here this morning and you just know that's me, There's been a wandering in my heart and I need to know the Prince of Peace today. I need to know his power and his peace in my life. Would you raise your hand? I want to pray with you today. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray for those who are asking for more of your peace, for more of knowing you in this way. And I ask, Lord, right now, by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, that you would move powerfully in their lives right now. God, that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit, that you would renew them even now. God, where there needs to be turning, help them to turn. If you're sitting here this morning and you know that that's you, say, Jesus, thank you for being my peace. Thank you for being the prince of my heart. I'm not doing this in my own strength, in my own might. I'm looking to you as the Savior of my soul. The one who refreshes me and the one who makes me new. I turn to you and I follow you. Hosanna to the King of Kings. Glory in the highest. In the name of Jesus, amen.